understanding anxiety. Now the reason there is music playing in the background is because music can trigger off emotion. A memory is stored more strongly when an emotion is present. And if you're currently feeling quite anxious and suffering with some anxiety, I'd like this to just stand in your memory so it could be helpful to you next time you need to remember. Now, anxiety is just, it's one of the most distressing emotions that people feel. It's sometimes called fear or nervousness. And actually the word anxiety, it describes a number of problems, including fear, of specific things or situations like phobias such as heights, elevators, maybe insects, flying in planes. It also includes panic attacks. There are intense feelings inside, intense feelings of anxiety which it often makes people feel like they're going to die or, or go crazy. And it's a very difficult position to be in when you're having a panic attack. It also includes post-traumatic stress disorder, which is repeated memories of terrible traumas, high levels of distress. It includes obsessive compulsive disorder, which is thinking about and doing things over and over again. And it can include generalized anxiety disorder, which is a mixture of worries and and anxiety symptoms, which uh, can be experienced most of the time. But we use the word anxiety and we use this to sort of describe brief periods of nervousness and fear that we experience when we're faced with difficult challenges and experiences within our life at certain times. But most people who are anxious are it makes you become very aware of the physical symptoms and this you know when we people that may suffer with serious anxiety it feels like you've got something physically wrong with you it can feel like you have something growing in you something killing you and these physical symptoms can include tension, sweating, lightheadedness. You can struggle breathing. It can increase your heart rate. 
can flush your cheeks, you can feel jittery. Now anxiety is similar to depression in that the symptoms are experienced near enough the same. But there is help and you can and will overcome it. Always remember that although where you feel you are, how low you think you are, anxiety, it causes your mind to believe there's no way out. But from someone with experience and someone who has worked within this, you can Cover. Now, important, important experiences and events in our lives, like our environment, what we experience as we're growing up, contributes to anxiety, and sometimes people experience extremely traumatic events in their lives. You may be physically, sexually abused, being in a serious accident, whether that's in a car or any form of serious accident, you know, being in a war, illnesses or deaths around you of loved ones. Also through things we are taught and told as we grow up, like if you get bitten by a spider or some form of animal, you will get sick. Or if you get dirty, you will get sick. And also things that we observe, things that we watch and we listen to, you know, the news, social media, reading newspapers about crashes and terror attacks. You see, and these can make us anxious as well. And even experiences that, that overwhelm you and, and seem way too much to handle, like having a new baby or getting job terminated or even a job promotion, giving a public speech, see all these things contribute to it. And some anxiety can just begin after the death of a family member. But all the physical and behavioural thinking changes that we experience when we are anxious are all part of the anxiety. You see, we feel as if we're not making the decisions, the choosing to think what we're thinking because the anxiety has taken over. Now, 
what this actually is, it's, you may have heard that it's fight or flight mode, but it's also freeze mode. Now these three responses can be adaptive when we face danger. And sometimes because of the lives some of us live in this day and age that the only real danger our minds can find is being in an uncomfortable situation. Being in a situation that when we experienced it when we were younger, it gave us a negative emotion, a negative experience, and our mind is remembering that was uncomfortable. Your mind may see this as death, so it will trigger off anxiety within you to try and keep you safe and remove you from that situation. Again, wherever you are, whoever you are, however long you have been coping and dealing and experiencing anxiety, you can overcome it. Now, let's just talk about the cognitive aspects of anxiety. So, the thoughts that accompany anxiety are different from the thoughts that characterize depression. So anxiety is, is accompanied by the perception and the belief that our mind thinks we are in danger or that we are vulnerable, or that we are threatened in some way. And that can, that sees this as beliefs or past experiences that have we've experienced something in order to make our minds believe this. And as you learned earlier, the physical symptoms of anxiety that can seem so deadly-like, they are actually preparing us to respond to the danger or threat that we expect to come. And this can either be fight, fills you with adrenaline in order to fight, flight makes the blood, it shuts the blood off and puts it into your legs, so you can run and fight or flight actually shuts down a bit of your immune system in order to use more energy to fight or flight and again freeze you may find yourself freezing not being able to move like you're just stuck and overwhelmed a threat or danger can be mental, social or physical and a physical threat occurs when you believe you will be 
hurt physically, being hit, maybe having a heart attack or something, or attacked by an animal. A mental threat occurs when something makes you worry. Uh, It makes you think that you may be losing your mind or that you're going crazy. Things that pop into your mind that you're not necessarily in control of. And a social threat occurs when you believe you will be rejected by somebody, embarrassed in a situation around people, put down, maybe humiliated. Now, the perception of threat, it varies from person to person. And some people, it may be because of life experiences, or they may feel under attack and threatened a lot more easier and easily and I often feel anxious. Now other people may feel a greater sense of security and safety. Growing up in a volatile, unsettling surrounding may lead to a person to see the world and to see other people as dangerous. You see, our perception of danger and the feeling of vulnerability may have helped us survive when we were children. If you grew up in a a dangerous home, you know, being able to recognize danger early on or recognize its warning signs, and these were crucial to your emotional and perhaps your your physical survival you may have developed a very fine ability to be able to spot to be able to understand see and respond to dangerous situations <clears throat> now at this point in your life it it may be important to evaluate whether or not you are over-responding to the threat and danger, or perhaps the people in your adult life are not as threatening as those in your childhood. But you might also consider whether or not your resources and abilities as an adult open new and creative ways of responding to this anxiety and this threat. But anxious thoughts are future-orientated. Anxious thoughts are a prediction of something that we feel may happen if we are there. If that happens to us, something bad. You see, anxiety is and fear is the imagination of what may happen. See, anxious thoughts, they often begin with what if, or yeah, but if. Because it's if we are there, we may feel this way, or I can't do that, I can't go to this event, be 
because what if you see and when we think what if we imagine all those bad things that can happen when we imagine those bad things that can happen we're technically rehearsing it so the only thing that does trip us up may be the imagination we put into thinking what if now anxious thoughts they frequently include imagination pictures and images of danger as well as let's say for example a man with a fear of public speaking may before he carries out the talk he will think what if i forget my words what if everyone's looking at me and i can't talk what if i forget what i'm even doing what if i go red and people think i'm a fool and what if no one understands what i'm talking about what if and what if you see he may have an image of himself standing there in front of everybody frozen going red and feeling all this dreaded emotions and whilst he's thinking about it he can actually feel it before he is even there and these thoughts are all about the future and they're all predicting this bad outcome now someone who's afraid of traveling or let's let's say someone who is afraid of flying in airplanes you know or maybe driving on motorways they may be thinking what if this plane crashes or this plane explodes what if i have a panic attack whilst i'm on the airplane what if i can't breathe or what if i have an accident on the motorway what if i get stuck in rush hour and need to go to the toilet and there's no way of turning around and i'm stuck what if and you can see that these thoughts again are future orientated and they they all predict danger they're all imagining danger of what might happen some people can feel anxious in close relationships they may fear intimacy or commitment they may feel the fear of being rejected or judged embarrassed the thoughts we have when we are fearful about relationships are also future orientated they're also predicting what if they're predicting danger and imagining things that haven't actually happened and they may not actually happen these thoughts might include what if i'm rejected or what if i get hurt what if i get taken advantage of and see these thoughts are they're telling you that something terrible is going to happen you know and that is a this is a theme of characteristic anxiety so remember we're just understanding anxiety here in another episode we'll go through some techniques and different aspects different strategies in order to move forward but sometimes we just need to understand 
what's actually going on. Understand the anxiety first. Now, panic is it's an extreme burst, an extreme period of anxiety or fear. Panic attacks, they often, you know, it consists of a distinct combination of emotions and also, as you may know if you've experienced it, it also has physical symptoms. Now, a panic attack is it's a change in mental or bodily sensations. It could be sweating, difficulty breathing, choking, rapid heart rate, rapid heart rate, sorry, dizziness, shaking, nausea, hot flushes, pains in your chest, the feeling that you are going to die. You see, while many people experience a panic attack at least maybe once in their lifetime, some people can develop a panic disorder. And now this means that they experience frequent panic attacks in which they are convinced each time they are going to die. This panic attack can seem so mentally and physically difficult that they feel they're truly about to die and the key thoughts in panic disorder are catastrophic you see they're misinterpretations of the body or mental sensations your mind misinterprets what the body is feeling and if you have say a rapid heartbeat your heart rate goes up And you can feel this, you can feel it in your chest. Now, your mind might misinterpret this as a heart attack. You see, it's about being disorientated. And we misinterpret things within our mind. We feel we may be going crazy. And it is not uncommon for people with a panic disorder to go to a hospital because the physical symptoms feel so deadly and they're so real that they feel they're going to die. And you may find yourself going to hospital and being told by the doctor, look, you're healthy. You're the healthiest person we've seen all day and you're in no danger. And you say, doctor, please check again because this just isn't, I'm dying. You see, because the mind is misinterpreting these physical symptoms. And when we misinterpret it, they become even more powerful. Now, in people with panic disorders, a vicious circle of occurs when, you know, in which these physical symptoms, emotions and thoughts, they, they begin to interact with each other. And when they interact with each other because of the feelings, the physical feelings and then the thoughts and the emotions that go with the thoughts, it then escalates rapidly. They work off each other. For example, if if a man or a woman was susceptible to panic attacks, 
and then he or she notices that she's breathing more heavily and her heart is beating more rapidly than what she normally experiences, then her mind might misinterpret this and suddenly make her believe she's having a heart attack, you see? And this thought, this thought of this then leads to fear and anxiety, which then also stimulates the release of adrenaline. And then that adrenaline will further accelerate her heart rate or his heart rate. And then this will convince even more that this person's experienced a heart attack. Now, thoughts about physical sensations can actually make the sensations a lot more intense. See, these thoughts that we have in our mind and and then when we become more focused on the feeling, it makes those sensations more real and more intense. And then we get into the circle that we begin to panic, the adrenaline makes our heart rate and our lungs breathe deep. And then the panic attacks occur. So I've just tried to cover some different areas of anxiety and anxiety is very distressing and it can be very distressing and that can even be small experience of anxiety just around meeting family and friends and you know, just a little experience, but that small bit of anxiety we experience is, is still terrible. The sensations and the physical feelings that go with it, and then when we focus on these feelings, makes it even worse. And even though sometimes the anxiety and the fear about something that's going to happen is there even when we know that it's never as bad as we think and I was coaching a client the other day that her biggest fear was talking to people she was anxious about talking to people but then when we broke this down and we worked out what her strengths were One of her strengths was talking, being able to hold a conversation. But the the anxiety leading up to the conversation was limiting her. You see, so sometimes our weaknesses are also can be actually our strengths. just know that you can overcome anxiety and we all have our own experiences and feelings of anxiety and we we all need different ways in order to overcome it but the beauty of the internet and podcasts and 
YouTube is that people log down and use these like a diary. And you can use this in order to find out new ways, techniques, ideas, in order to help you moving forward. And your doctor should be there to guide you along the way. Whether you are on tablets, the doctor should be there to support you and be contactable if you do experience panic attacks or side effects and they should support you through this. Now I hope this has just helped in understanding different types of anxiety a bit more that it may help you or may be able to help you help people around you. And again, as always, if you have any questions or comments, just send me an email, which is in my bio. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon.